people didn't connect with the movie star, you know? He said, I had to go back and dehumanize myself and humanize myself again and make myself real because that's what people want. Um, I think that's just, um, that's probably pretty strong advice for anyone that is going to be trying to connect in the social media world um, to try to get business. Don't be fake about it. Don't buy a freaking Lamborghini if you can't afford it. So I'm scrolling on Instagram one day um, and I see this beautiful farm property um, with you standing in front of it. I've never met you before in my life. And I see this beautiful drone shot backing up over the property. You know, you got my attention out of the gate. Um, I reached out to you on Instagram. I think I just gave you a little bump for that video because we do a ton of videos as well. Maybe give my audience an idea of who you are, um, where you operate and what the inspiration was behind that video. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Jeremy Cady. I work with Compass Realty in um, the greater Atlanta area. Compass is a little bit newer uh, brokerage to the game in the Atlanta metro market. Um, but I was with a former broker before that, and they offered me a really nice um, position to kind of spearhead the Compass movement in um, Atlanta metro. My world is about 30 minutes north of downtown. I don't live in Atlanta, but everyone knows that it's the general Atlanta area. Um, I work and live and play in a town called Alpharetta, which is north of the, north of downtown. Um, married, got some kids, and um, real estate is my passion. Um, I've been in real estate five years now, and um, I primarily work with a lot of sellers. And um, I got into the business um, with a real direct um, passion to get good at one thing. Like I think there are so many agents that um, there's some great agents in this business, obviously, but I, 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 understandably, it's a really low barrier point to get in to the real estate space. So it attracts um, a lot of people that I don't feel like are super professional and they kind of are jack of all trades and they're master at none of them. And um, so I wanted to take the world of video and really hone in on it. And so I searched far and wide to find a videographer that kind of could keep up with my style and, um, started launching listing videos a couple of years ago and they really have started to take off. Um, I have found that my sellers feel like their properties are getting much more um, attention. They, I think, feel like there's um, someone that's emotionally engaged in the property um, because I believe human beings buy everything emotionally and then they support it with logic. Um, <laughs> we, we know that um, videos that are properly positioned online through a listing are 30 to 40% more viewed, which is just a no-brainer. I don't know why more agents don't do that. And um, then I started the, the, a social media campaign around it and you know we're getting anywhere from four to 8,000 views on just on Facebook through total organic reach. 50 to 70 shares with different brokers and people around the area. And that's not, you know, million dollar listing style numbers, but it certainly is a nice organic reach locally. And I've started to be able to connect with a lot of people through that and um, have sold a lot of properties because people have come from all around the country and said, hey, there's the guy in the video, there's the guy in the video, there's the guy in the video. And it, it kind of brings a heart and life to the listing. So that's my story. Awesome. So let's break that down into a few pieces. Um, the first one I want to jump into, I guess, would be the video portion of it because you just said, you know, it's one of those things that gave you an opportunity to get your personality kind of translated to the public, right? Like they felt like they know they knew you 
um, I've been doing video since about 2012 and same concept as you, right? Where I didn't really understand why more agents didn't do it. Like I, for me, it's such an easy transition to say, you know, there's such a big value prop here. People pay us a lot of money to sell their houses. You know, it's an investment in the property. I think the reason I think agents don't do it is we don't get paid till the property sells, right? So, you know, I'm sure confidence plays into it a little bit where maybe they don't want to spend the money it's going to take to do the video because what happens if it doesn't sell? But that's where you got to take a little bit of a leap of faith. Um, I'll give you kudos knowing the video game a bit that you didn't feel like it was a canned video at all, right? Like I felt like I got your personality through and, you know, if I was in the area, I mean, I gave you props on the video and I'm not even anywhere near that area looking to buy or sell. But automatically, if I had a client that was down in that area, you probably would have been the first person I reached out to. So I think it speaks to doing videos in a way where you're not being anything but yourself, right? Like allowing your personality to shine through. So like, did you script the video? Did you have kind of main talking points that you wanted to go over? And, and what did that look like when you actually shot it? Yeah, absolutely. So let me break that down in a couple of different ways. Number one, I, I think there's um, lots of people that are good at videos. And I think there's a lot of people that are not good. And there's not a good and bad way to do that. Like, you know, I'm not good at painting, for example. I freaking hate painting. So I'm not going to be a painter. Okay. I've got a lot of people in our office that are like, I don't know how you do those videos because I just can't get on camera. So they can try their whole life to overcome that phobia. Or they could just focus on something else that they're really good at and unleash their superpower. Maybe it's taking care of buyers. Maybe it's home inspections. Maybe they're the staging queen. Maybe they freaking love open houses, whatever it is. I fell into the video world because I was super comfortable with it. But my strategy on video is I do not, unless it's a total flub up, I do not let myself do retakes. Like all that you're seeing are first takes. Like I just get on and I speak what comes to mind. And I think I have a little bit of a knack for it, but I believe that so many people can connect with the genuineness that comes out of a video, not necessarily mine, but I've connected with some agents and brokers before online where you can tell it's super scripted, you tell they're reading from a script, and it's, I like to sell this house because I would like to live in this neighborhood, and all that is good, but I just think people just click off of it, and they might as well not even do a video. So I try to be super genuine, super authentic, because I think that comes through because we live in a world that everything is so fake. It, it does cut through. I always like to kind of look at the different cycles of marketing over the years. And when we were growing up, I mean, you know, our grandparents knew every single person that they dealt with. They knew the butcher, they knew the cobbler, they knew the coffee guy. And then when we were probably coming up as kids, it was the big box stores that were using smells and colors and sounds and beyond fake in terms of getting you to buy something. And I feel like we're going back to our grandparents age where you know, information and the internet, you know, social media, everybody kind of puts it on a platform that it's bad and this, that, and the other. I think if anything, it's just exposing who people truly are through their actions because they're putting out so much online. And that's what I'm telling people. Like when people call me asking for advice on videos and shooting them and stuff like that, I'm like, just exactly what you said. Like that is the best piece of advice. And I think that's why I connected with you is just be yourself. Don't rewatch the video, just shoot it. And you know, the, Flub ups or the times where maybe you study your words humanizes you because I think real estate agents have a big ego issue when it comes to wanting to be perfectly polished, number one agent. Look at all the houses I sell. You know, I'm I'm putting myself on a pedestal. Nobody wants to work with that guy because nobody can live up to that, right? You want to let people know that you have flaws like anything else and your actual true opinion. I think it's about breaking the pattern 
And then that's what gets you the attention that you do on the video is it's not that canned. I'm Justin at one, two, three main street and da, 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 da. The second you start that monotonous tone, they're checking out and they're on another tab already. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the society, I think you're exactly right. I think society has gone so far in the other direction and things are so vanilla that the human nature still inside of all of us still searches for authenticity. And that's why, you know, love people or like people, you know, certain politicians that come to mind, I'm sure we can think of that, you know, either love them or hate them. And it's just, I think that guy probably has more watchers on the hate side than even the like side because they're just drawn to that authenticity. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I'll never forget a comment that Ryan Searhan said, Ryan Searhan's a million dollar listing guy in New York. Yeah. Um, he said in one of his videos one time, he said after he did the first season of million dollar listing, he said, I literally went to the office and I thought, now, now my phone's going to ring. And it's like, I went into the office and he said, the phone didn't ring because people didn't want, people didn't connect with the movie star. You know, he said, I had to go back and dehumanize myself and humanize myself again and make myself real because that's what people want. Um, I think that's just, um, that's probably pretty strong advice for anyone that is going to be trying to connect in the social media world. Um, to try to get business. Don't be fake about it. Don't buy a freaking Lamborghini if you can't afford it. A hundred percent. People will see through that. Um, it's a pretty small world. Actually, you mentioned Ryan, he's a friend. So I actually shot a podcast with him last December. I'm at his office and we're going back. Um, cause one of his team members actually ended up having a link to little old London, Ontario. And the props I gave him when I actually met him for the first time was, you know, what TV had positioned him as was very different than what he was in person. And like, I drive everybody to his YouTube channel because I'm like, you want to see the real Ryan? That's where it is. And he's a lot smarter than you might think based on how the show positions him, right? And I think, let, let's jump into that next piece where these platforms, there's no gatekeepers, right? Like I can learn a lot about you just going through your social media channels, you know, finding stuff on YouTube and just actually connecting with you as a human being and being like, oh, we're kind of cut from the same cloth, reach out to you, and then next thing you know, we're shooting a podcast, I'm in my boardroom in London, Ontario, and you're in Atlanta, Georgia, right? Like, it is a very different world. Yeah, no, for sure, and you know, just jumping into that subject a little bit, I think one of my passions that drove me to even do the videos, I mean, of course I like doing them, and I feel super comfortable with it, but there is just a, there's a real problem in the real estate space where these agents are putting a home in the MLS and just hope it sells. And I just have a fundamental problem with that. And I believe that there's going to have to be, well, the, the market's going to discipline those agents out of business anyway. I, I feel that strongly. But for those that remain in the business, I want to turn the tide of everyone thinking that we're used car salespeople because the good agents are not. They're very good and they represent customers properly. And frankly, they're the glue that holds the deal together, and they're the catalyst that actually gets it to closing. So I want to use the video platform going forward to bring a high-value proposition at the beginning of the listing and follow that all the way through. I want to start doing videos in the middle. I'm going to start doing videos at the end. Afterwards, then I'm going to go back and interview clients all the way back a year later and bring this whole emotional piece together because, um, again, we're, we're emotional creatures, and people will need to see that. It's wonderful. Like talking to guys like you gets me pumped up. I always say iron sharpens iron. And like, it's funny because a lot of people do have a scarcity mindset in our business where they look at you or they look at the success you may have had and, and they resent you because they think, well, I've been in line. I've been licensed for 20 years. Why am I not there? Versus, you know, just going out and doing it themselves. Right. And I think collaborating amongst the industry with guys like you 
and lifting the view of what we do or showcasing, like putting money and time behind showcasing the entire process and how you can, you know, save people a lot of money or, or what the impact that you can have on a transaction is, is going to inspire agents and it's going to inspire buyers and sellers to lean on us even a little bit more. Cause like some of our clients, I'm sure some of your clients are the same way, don't want to bug us. Like they're so close to you by the end of the transaction, you know, they don't, they feel like they're annoying you. Right. And you know, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll show you as many houses as you want. Like if you're doing a rental, call me, like I'll, I'll put you in touch with a good contractor. But you know, I think what you're doing is great in that mindset. And I think let's touch on the first thing you said. I think the industry is going to be sorted out real quick because all the information's free. So unless you have the ability to interpret that information or all offer a value prop beyond that, you might as well list by yourself or, you know, just hire a a low commission brokerage. Dude, for sure. I've, I've got a real strong um, platform where on on Mondays and Wednesdays we call for sale by owners and it's real old school. You know, it's just one of those things that we do because I like to know about all the homes that are available in my marketplace. And I cannot tell you how many times, Five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar listings have. I've called them, sell by owner. They have two offers. They put it on Zillow. They did their own video walkthrough, and they're under contract. And their friend, who's an attorney, is writing the deal up. Yeah. And I was talking to my business partner the other day. And we had a real spirited debate. And I said, "What the fuck is the deuce? No, you're fine. You're good. What is the difference? What's the difference between them doing it and me? Yeah. Why are they paying me eighteen thousand dollars? with something they can do by themselves. Now, not everyone's going to be like that, Bisbo, and I believe in the agent process, but I um, I recorded a video with Tom Ferry um, like a year ago. Tom Ferry's my coach. Awesome. LA. Yeah, I love Tom. And Tom's a super awesome guy, and he had me on a show like back last May, and it was basically labeled, I think, how to get in the business as a new agent. We've had 290,000 views on that video. I probably watched that video. It's funny because I watched Tom's stuff when I work out. I think I saw that one. Yeah, Yeah, but the the cool story was is I've had about 200 agents reach out to me all across the nation from uh, Australia, Belgium, the Philippines. And it's not cool to reach out to me. It's cool that I was able to – I'm able to take some of these same feelings and help some of these new agents not – get into the social media realm and be fake yeah. and try to buy business at the very beginning, but go and actually create a real business. Know that this is a 10 year play. Know that you're going to have to drop poinsettias off at your past clients in December because you need to show you're a human. Know that you're going to need to call your database. Know that you're going to need to actually work your face off for three to five years to bring massive value. Know that your paycheck is going to be in direct proportion to the value you bring. Don't have commission breath. And so, I'm super passionate about taking this industry and saying we are good agents. There are good agents out there. There is massive value. And I think it's needed because it's going to become easier and easier and easier for a seller or a buyer. Like Open Door was the largest closed brokerage sales in July in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They sold more houses than any broker. Wow. That's not a sign of the times, baby. Give, uh, give the Canadians a little breakdown on Open Door because we haven't seen that in our markets yet. So Open Door is the iBuyer program yeah. um, where, where they go in and they strip out all contingencies. If someone trusts the other house and needs to have their house contingent on selling and buying a new house, they'll go in and purchase the home. No showings, no open houses. Mm-hmm. Purchase the home, they hold it, and they can close whenever. they, Since they own it, it releases it from the buyer's credit and they can go buy their next house and then close on the, the other one whenever they want. Are they buying it under, mar- under market value? 
Um, they're buying an under market value. Um, there's probably a three to five, maybe 10% swing on a lot of that. And there's a lot of agents doing a good job selling against it because right now it is costing sellers. Yeah. But what in America where we really value convenience. It's time and money, point, right? Yeah. At, at what point does that really catch fire? 10 grand so, versus six months of showings and being displaced. And it might not be worth it to people, right? Absolutely. So yeah, it's a it's a different world shaping up in the space, and um, I think there's gonna have to be some some agents leading the charge to really stabilize um, if they want to stay in business. I mean, I remember when the uh, Obamacare that whole thing happened in America, where um, the the health insurance kind of turned into what Canadian world is a little bit. I mean, doctors ten years ago were down here; they were like, if you were a doctor, like you were a millionaire, you mm-hmm. drove your Ferrari and all that. Well. Suddenly, a lot of doctors went left, and they raised their prices. Became a private practice. Whole group of doctors in the middle just went to work for the hospitals for hundred grand a year, and whole group of doctors went out of business. Yeah, and I really see that shaping up when the Zillow and Redfin and a lot of these big companies really do dominate the marketplace. I mean, they're marketing companies at the end of the day, right? And I think the value prop should be as clear as day to the agents that are out there. You got to save your clients time and money. Like you have to offer them the same convenience. So if you think that you know, going in and doing the open houses on a product that the open house isn't actually going to help them sell the property. Well, maybe you take that off the table. So then you're on the same platform as Opendoor, and then you put yourself as a front line of defense. So they never have to worry about anything. Essentially, they list the property, you bring your value prop, and then get more money without having to pester them every two seconds, which is exactly what, you know, I'm looking at these platforms and I'm seeing what they're doing. They're selling fear to a big degree. Like I've read through a lot of of what they're pitching. We had a a one that was in our local market. And the one thing that kind of frustrates me in real estate, and I say this over and over, is the market doesn't actually set the price. Like I can go through case study after case study for broker A versus broker B, massive differences in sale prices on identical streets. And the only difference was the pricing, the marketing, the negotiation strategy of those agents, right? So... You know, consumers, I'm sure, aren't completely stupid and understand to a certain degree that that's what these marketing companies are doing. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one that tells your narrative. You Going back to what we said about Ryan, you can't just put your stuff out there and assume that people should know all of these things because they don't care until it's time to sell or buy. And then they do the transaction and then they yeah. may not do it again for 10 years, right? Yeah, no, dude, that's so, that is so exactly true. I'm, I'm glad to talk to someone else that thinks exactly like I do in the business. Do you have a podcast? I don't. You should do one. Just talking Good. to you and seeing how you translate, like, just from a marketing perspective, I think the realtors out there should take a piece of advice from this episode where, you know, we're having this conversation, you'd be remiss not to rip the audio and then post it out as a podcast or you know, go with that direction of voice. Cause I think, you know, a little nugget that I've been hearing from people in our circles is voice is the next shift. Social was big for a really long time. Right. And you know, entrepreneurs were the super hot buzzword and then it became influencers and now it's something, now it's a media company. Everybody owns a media company. Well, I think it's going the direction of voice. So I think just, you know, my humble opinion from Canada would be, you know, you translate well on video. I think, You've got some things in that mind that, you know, I think the consumers and the other agents would benefit from hearing. It's probably some good advice for sure. I know Tom Ferry just canceled his Tom Ferry show and started a podcast. It's, it's out there, right? And uh, we've, I've got some people I'll hook you up with if you end up going down that route. Um, you know, what would be your why? Like, what would be the drive behind 
why you do what you do? Well, I've always been passionate about the why. I think when the why is big enough, the how shows up. Um, and I, I know that Simon Sinek, he says that a lot. I, I totally get that. My why has always been my family. I've got four kids yep. and, and a spouse. And so I've wanted to make sure that I have given them a really awesome lifestyle. Um, that's probably my overdriving why. But my big dream would be to be in the TV um, world somewhere, whether it's HDTV or something that I could really leverage my talents. And so I, I would love to let this process start to spin into some um, you know, bigger opportunities. Yep. Don't know if that's necessarily a why, but it kind of is. Like I, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think the platforms give you the ability to do that yourself, right? Like starting your yeah, own channels and putting out the content and whatever comes of that comes of that. Collaborations are, are super organic, right? Like I was with a friend of mine shooting a podcast a couple months ago. And he told me, you know, I'm going to get Kobe Bryant on my podcast. That's his big goal. And I mean, my friend is the guy that hooked you up with Ryan to start with. And I mean, he's had Scott McGilvery from HGTV show income property. I happen to represent Scott in my area. So I see him, you know, three, three or four times a year. Like I called jazz or I called my buddy jazz the other day and I'm like, Hey, FYI, I actually texted him. I said, call me right away. R E Kobe Bryant. So he calls me and I'm like, I was just at coffee with a friend of mine who I won't name names, but has somebody that's very close to Kobe. So I'm like, call this guy. I'm like, it may be nothing or it may be the thing that actually gets you to that guy. So I think like the relationships, the community, that, the you know, abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset is going to put you in a position to realize that dream. So, no. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I think that's interesting. Um, I've, what's one of the first things that Tom Ferry taught me um, back when I, I got my license in August of 14. I got my license on a Tuesday and I hired Tom Ferry on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an, a dime to my name and I knew that I wanted to scale the business much faster than, you know, 20 years in the business and just, you know, collecting a commission check. So I definitely just by nature didn't have a scarcity mindset when I started. I was pretty risky when I went right into it, but I, it was one of the greatest things I ever did because I, 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 I positioned the business even in my head to operate like a business. And I didn't come into the, I had no prior understanding of the real estate space and kind of fell into it. And, you know, I didn't know it was unique to call 60 expired listings in a day. I didn't, I, I didn't think, I thought that was normal. My mm -hmm. coach was like, dial 60. And I was like, okay, let's do it six days a week. And when you start doing that and you start engaging on that level, and then you start to engage with some of your friends that aren't being coached and don't have a business plan, you're like, holy moly, these are two different worlds. Oh yeah. Um, and so we, yeah, I definitely did have the scarcity mindset. And back to the why, I think um, something I've been aware of lately is kind of watching my energy levels when I do certain tasks. I've been kind of aware of that. Like, what is my energy level? What is my excitement when I am working a transaction? I'm in the weeds. I, I don't. I don't care for it. I have to do it. We have this uh, um, admin team that does a lot of it. But um, my excitement level when I'm talking to someone on the phone, it's great. But my excitement level goes up to a, a high, high notch when I'm able to take a new agent or a real estate agent and really coach them into the right kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking that that's probably going to translate into a direction um, that, you know, you say the podcast, that could be a nice platform for it. No, 100%. You could get that reach in a heartbeat. Um, last questions before I let you go. If you had a billboard for, I guess, realtors or the public and you could put one thing on it, what would you write on that billboard? Holy moly. Um, we are not used car salesmen. 
There you go. I actually love that one too. Um, and you don't have to be what other people tell you you are. So if I'm dragging my audience to find you, where can I send them? I've got your contact info, so I'll put all the links in the notes. But if you're going to drive them to one platform to connect with you, where would I send them? Thekagingteam.com. Okay, perfect. I'll send them over there. Appreciate your time. It was great to connect with you. Dude, it's awesome. Stay in touch. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Take care. Thanks. Take care.